Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the best of two pros and a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Now, normally we would start off with, because it's kind of, you know, pick a card, any card, and you're dealing with a deck of diaper fires. And so what do we want to go with? Do we want to start with Thursday night football and the point total that is historically low? Yeah. Uh, Been 30 years since we've seen a total in the NFL at 30 points, and that's where we're at with the Patriots and Steelers. Or we could talk about the other diaper fire that happens to belong in the AFC East, and that is the New York Jets and their quarterback decision. Good Christ. What a mess, man. Um, you go ahead and pick Q. <laughs> pick I already said Thursday Night Football. I'm, I'm kind yeah. of, I'm, I'm kind of move, moving past the whole Aaron Rodgers and the Jets and all that all that stuff. I yeah. mean, not, not a big fan of the Robert Sala uh, commentary yesterday, uh, announcing his decision as steadfast as he was. Uh, was gonna be <laughs> he, the, uh... he seemed like a beaten man. He really he did. Should. He should. <laughs> I mean... He has kind of waffled back and forth um, in between who's going to be the starter, who's not going to be the starter. Um, can can we just, just for S's and giggles, can we just play the Robert Sala talking about uh, the decision of, of who's going to be the quarterback and why it's Zach Wilson now and why they had to move on from Tim Boyle? Because it just sounds... Oh, so it's back to Zach Wilson. Well, I just, I just want to mention this because it, 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 it is eerily similar. This. He loves this. It is eerily similar. He loves it. To he what we've loves heard it, Jonas. From Give it to Sala. Jonas. He'll eat it. All right. So here. <laughs> damn. All right. So here it is. Uh, Robert Sala uh, going back on his word from just a couple of days ago. That gives us our best chance to win. Um, <laughs> and uh, giving him another opportunity to go prove that. How did that conversation go when you told him? Uh, he was good. He's fired up. Uh, like I said uh, on Monday, he came into my office. He wants the ball. What's the ball? What's uh, the ball? He's yeah. excited about getting this opportunity <laughs> to finish the season strong. I've always believed he was the best uh, uh, best quarterback in terms of giving us a chance to win. Um, you know, Tim and, and uh, Trevor uh, trying to spark the offense and all that, and, uh, and those two are very talented quarterbacks, don't get me wrong, but, uh, but in, in my opinion, uh, Zach gives us the best chance to win. Tim's awesome. You know, we all love Tim, but this is more just... Uh, 
trying to get another arm in here, uh, rip, and just uh, see what he has. It's pretty unique, though, that you go, I mean, he was a starter for, for two games, and just boom, cut. No, I know. That's, uh, it's, that's a good question, but, you know, it's unfortunate the way it went, it's come about. I got it, and it's, uh, that's part of the part of the crappy part of the league. Got his opportunity. We appreciate him. And, uh, we're not saying that he won't come back in terms of practice squad and all that. <laughs> so there's the uh, the very latest. So basically what he's saying is I'll say the same exact things about Zach Wilson next week and bring Tim Boyle back and say the same exact things about Tim Boyle that I'm saying about Zach Wilson right now. If is, he, that, is that where we're heading? If he always felt like Zach Wilson gave them the best chance to win. Then why'd you go away from him? I don't. That's that's why I asked the question. Like, I'm not there yet. Who's calling the shots? Like, who's making the decision? Like, is this Joe Douglas? Is this him? Is it Woody Johnson? Is it like none of it? At, like, none of it makes sense. You guys did, do. Did know I the ask this time. yesterday? I feel like this is Groundhog Day. Are, we, are you really? I mean, we had the same conversation but yesterday. No, that's why I said, like, what that it gets back to that original question. Uh, like, AQ, who's calling well, the shots? I'll, I'll say this: the last time we had this conversation, you do know that the guy ended up getting fired. You guys do realize that the last time we had this conversation about directly who is calling the shots, because it doesn't sound like the court, uh, the coach, is really necessarily calling the shots here. He ended up being fired. And that's your coach in, in Carolina. So is this the same situation that's kind hey. of emerging? I mean. I, I don't think they'll move on from Robert Sala. Understanding the situation that, that he was in this year with Rodgers going down, what, four places in the season. I just, I think they'll give him to next year. But, like, next year, without a doubt, is a make or break year. Hmm. Like, that is it. I, I would think, at least. I, I don't know. And, and look, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think they're going to. I, I just I can't imagine they're going to make a big wholesale sweeping change because this comes off to me like it's not Robert Sala making some of these decisions, but he's the one that has to go to the podium and speak and be accountable for that. You know, um, that's how it comes off and feels to me watching it. Mm-hmm. And it, they've got a ton of leaks in there. They've got a ton of stuff going on. I just it feels like he's put in a tough spot and you can see it on him. Every time, like, yeah, he told me Monday he wants the ball. Like, okay, yeah, like, like it sounds like something from a movie. Like, hey, coach, I want back in. I want the ball. Is this, you know? <laughs> okay, Brady, let me ask you. Who says that? All right, let me ask you this. Is this worse than when Charlie Fry was the starter your rookie year, got benched at halftime, and then was cut after being named team captain before the opener? Like, which is worse? Uh, this is worse because it's drug on for a long period of time. Like, what was bad about that was all all the reps, all the time, everything else that you invested into a player that after one half of football, you completely turned course and then traded him. Like, that was that was bad. But this is still the same situation where you've got a ton of time, money invested into a player, and then you keep, like, putting him in, putting him back out, putting him in. Like, you're, almost, you're like, almost hurting and stunting that growth of that player by how you're handling it. Like, at least they allowed – like Charlie, an opportunity to move on, like early in a season somewhere else. That's the key. That's the key. If if Wild they would have did what Brady just said, Jonas, and just let let him go, like dealt dealt him or whatever it is they needed to do, Robert Salah, even an Aaron Rodgers injury, could have been able to really really manage this in a way where we lost Aaron Rodgers. 
Like, we're going to do the best that we can do. And that's that's all we have. Instead, he has to deal with the continued saga and soap opera of Zach Wilson and in, in the days of our lives. Like, that's what's going on here. And that is purely based around Zach Wilson and whatever the infatuation is of the coverage of Zach Wilson. And Robert Sala has felt miserably on how he's handled it. And it also feels like they're listening to people on the outside way too much. Because if you if you looked at the quarterback situation in New York, it's been obvious and we've talked about it. Zach Wilson has been the best quarterback and has given them the best chance to win. Yet for some reason... They let outside voices tell them, no, you got to get somebody else in there. No, he can't do it. There's got to be somebody else in there. And it's like multiple years in a row, somebody else has gone in there. And with the exception of Mike White, who really had, what, one decent game, it just it hasn't worked out. And for some reason, they just listen to everybody else's opinion on the outside and then go back to what, if, if we're to believe what he says, which is tough at this point, but if we're to believe what he says, that we've always felt Zach gave us the best chance to win – Why'd you move on? He didn't get hurt. He has played better than last year, like despite what anybody wants to say. And yet here we are again, and they're cutting another quarterback who just started a game. What is it? Because he had the uh, the the fail Mary, the uh, pick six on the fail Mary on Black Friday. Come on, the game was God, already over. Man, that play just it completely backfired. You know? <laughs> I mean, what, that's not Tim Boyle's fault, though. Yeah. I, mean, like, I know, but it's just this one of those plays. You're like, man, all right. <laughs> God, I'm hoping to pray that this thing, this thing gets into the end zone. So God's up there like, it will. <laughs> like, wait, what? Did you drop back, launch that thing? Uh, oh, wait. What happened? Oh, oh no. Oh, oh, oh no. Ah. Uh, it's just it, the whole the whole thing's terrible, and I just. It really feels like everything they're hearing from the outside matters to them. Like, oh, well, you know, people are telling us we got to move on from that. Okay, and you saw the results. Like, you saw what happened. Just, why, we're, we're doing the same exact conversation we had yesterday. Yeah, I know. Spot. Well, listen, all right, let's let's transition over to uh, another team. Uh, yeah. And we're talking a lot of Super Bowls between these two teams. Who's more likely to be back, Bill Belichick or Robert Sala? Robert Sala. <laughs> which, which, is, which is shocking. Out. I don't know. We'll see. I think they're both going to be out. Um, 30 is the over-under for this game between the Steelers Steelers. and the New England Patriots. You talk about two Uh, proud franchises. What's the weather supposed to be like, too, in Pittsburgh? Oh, good call. Let's look that up. It's not supposed to be good, I don't think. (laughs) It's going to be cold. I'm going to effort this here. Mm. Um, Is it still uh, Acupuncture Stadium? I mean, don't you have – well, I don't think you have to put it in that exact address. I think Pittsburgh still works. Don't you have the Weather Channel up, Jonas, like always? Yeah, but they're uh, they're showing um, some snow. Uh, Oh, the mountains are probably blocking Pittsburgh. Yeah, there's snow on the mountains. Yeah, there's – Snow caps. Stephanie Abrams. Um, (laughs) Yeah. We we, uh, (laughs) – Guns up. Bang bang, guns up. Bang bang. <laughs> what, what do we got for the weather there? Pow. So I like. So some people would just go Pittsburgh in general. I'm going to go zip code specific on just the state. Go one five two three seven. Yeah, like the state has its own zip code. Well, because like in in Chicago, if you want the weather at, at Soldier Field, it's six oh six oh five. If you wanted yeah. it. At Wrigley Field, it's six oh six one three. Big difference, mm-hmm. yeah, huge big difference. difference there. Huge microclimates—they right. call it Jonas. All right, so here oh, we go. Uh, Pittsburgh—is yeah. uh, that what they call it? 
Mike yes, that's what they call it. Varies from uh, place to place. Um, yes. All right, so Different here we go. Like that. Um, we are looking at slappy. Uh, we slappy. <laughs> Hold on, I'm still efforting. Dude, how are you still the weather, trying to slappy? find this? I told you I, we got Wi-Fi problems here. It's not. I think it's user. No, problems. I'm telling you, we got Wi-Fi issues here. Um, all right, so give me one sec here. All right, here's what Pittsburgh looks like for tonight. Thank you. We've I was just about to do it. High of 46, low low of 36, and the win, the most important, uh, looks like it shouldn't be too bad. About six miles per hour. So should be a, a good uh, good fall night, winter night, whatever you call it right now, for uh, for some football. Now, was, now, was that zip code specific, or was that just a general Pittsburgh Overview. It was general Pittsburgh because, you know, we're up against the break and uh, you somehow have not been able to deliver the right, weather. Geez. All right. So here we go. This at is least there's I'm, no rain. I mean, this is what I'm looking at here. All right. And you tell me if this differs. Okay. I'm looking at eight o'clock Eastern time tonight. Forty two degrees. <laughs> partly cloudy. Half a moon. Wind southwest at six miles an hour. <laughs> but it does feel like thirty eight degrees. According yeah. to uh, the zip code specific search, that's there. actually perfect football weather. Yeah, it really is. Like you'd love yeah. that. Yeah. And so you feel like that's going to impact. Maybe we get a uh, a shootout here. Do we Air quality fifty two moderate <laughs> for, for New England. Is well, it going to be Mac Jones? Is so, it going to be Bailey Zappi? Uh, I saw, Bailey Zappi made some comment yesterday. I think it was where he said, "I think UV zero I, low." I think, he said, "I think it's pretty obvious who the starter is, but." I'll let Coach say that or whatever. So Bailey's at. It feels like we're going to get zapped hmm. later on tonight. Does it feel like like us getting zapped gives them a better chance of winning? No. Yeah, I don't feel that way either. All right, Zappy versus Trubisky. So that's what we're getting later on tonight. They said the wind chill will make it feel like it's twenty eight degrees. The humidity seventy six percent. Pressure thirty point ten inhg for a low and a high. Visibility ten miles. It's perfectly clear. <laughs> and now you have your weather report from Pittsburgh for the Steelers now and we, the Patriots. I game. can guarantee you one thing that is what? going to be featured at this game later on tonight, and it's something what? that you guys have waxed poetically about when it comes to. Games in Pittsburgh at either Heinz Field or Acupuncture Stadium, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. A little bit of this. Yeah. A little bit mm-hmm. of this. Mm-hmm. You got to play it from the beginning, though. Yeah. That's when mm-hmm. like, the beat really gets. Come on, Sam. Can we get it from the beginning? Why not? It's such a, it's such a long buildup. You, the the, you want the acapella coming in? No, yeah. The that, that's this the is where the beat okay. kicks in. Yeah, it's all right. Sam's never been there. He doesn't know. No, I've been you, to Pittsburgh. It's it's. Oh, have you? You've been uh-huh. to Pittsburgh for, I've been for to, a game? Yeah, actually, I saw Iowa playing Pitt at Heinz Field at the time. Exact same thing. Yep, I'm house. sure I played Sticks Renegade in the fourth quarter. Yep. It was not an NFL game, but. Oh, okay. There you go. Sam, I would argue the intro is better than the actual course. Hey, by no, the way, this is a, a classic Sam. He's been there in the stadium, so of course he takes full responsibility of saying, yeah, I've been there. Well, I, I've, I've, been I've there. witnessed this, this before. I've seen uh, the Steelers Even play. though he actually has not ever seen in a Pittsburgh Steelers home stadium game, Sticks Renegade going mm. in the fourth quarter. Mm. Sam, can we play from the beginning, please? It's just... too long of a buildup. That's the problem. Oh, how long are we talking about? Was it like November uh, rain? It's, like, it's like, a, like a minute, maybe. Yeah. This is bad this radio. Is, I'm sorry. But you have to play yeah. the, you have to turn the bass up. This is so much better than the actual course. 
Oh yeah. Coop, am I crazy? It's so much better. No, you're you gonna understand. You're absolutely right. This is when they get the terrible towel started. Oh, oh yeah. They have the jumbotron stuff going on. Oh, Come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you gotta My understand, though. See, Sample's there for an Iowa pit game. Yeah. Like, yeah. you gotta be there for the Steelers, dude. Yeah. The pit it's mar- entirely different. The pit <sighs> marching band did a crop circle to mock yeah, Iowa. Yeah, by the way, lay, lay the points with the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> you called your shot? Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. This is where they just mm-hmm. punch Sam right in the face. Trubisky back to throw. He's got Pickens <laughs> intercepted. Hate. Hate your as, heart. as a scarred Chicago fan, Jonas. Are you not anticipating this being anywhere close? Um, no. Well, I, I would say Hate I do heart. like Trubisky more than most. I felt like he was sort of the fall guy for Matt Nagy and that whole disaster that was. I hope he falls out, man. I do, too. Because, uh, listen, mentor Ohio guy. You know? Yeah. That's mm. uh, that's how we feel about it. But uh, he's uh, he's made a lot of appearances always, for Kenny Pickett. I always mix up Trubisky being from mentor. And then uh, Drew Aller being from Medina. Mm. Both Ohio Ohio guys, though. Yeah. I think both Mr. Ohio's, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mm. Well, listen, uh, it's going to be a fun one. Both representing PA. Uh, It is two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. We got a lot done there, that segment. Uh, It is LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you. I mean, mean, there's the conversation of Robert (laughs) Salah. We heard some are coming back, or some say he's coming back. Yeah. Some is saying he's going. I mean, it it was a conversation. You're already calling your shot. You think Salah's gone? uh, I I think it's a a strong possibility. Damn. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that. But there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. So we opened up the show talking about the dysfunction in New York with the Jets and their quarterback situation, and we start Hour 3 of the program talking about a former New York Jet, and that being Jamal Adams of the Seattle Seahawks, three-time Pro Bowler, and apparently somebody who likes to get after it a little bit on social media and on Twitter. So this is the way this story went. Connor Hughes of SNY, he's an NFL reporter, he commented on a video of Jamal Adams getting beat on a play while with Seattle. And he wrote, yikes. So Jamal Adams found a picture of Connor Hughes' wife and posted oh, no. that on social media and oh, wrote, no. yikes. Oh, no. Well, of wow. course, that got a ton of blowback. Uh, one of the... Uh, Oh, One no. of um, a guy who works with uh, Connor Hughes in New York, uh, Brian Costello, uh, he wrote, I've covered a lot of players through the years, never met anybody who was more of a phony than Jamal Adams. I always thought he was a bad guy. Today he proved he is even worse than I thought. Jamal Adams wrote back, Ah, and here comes Mr. Potato Head, Mr. Hughes' right-hand man. Truth be told, I do not care. I do not like you. Never liked you. You're terrible at your job. You do not know me outside of the game of football. So keep that bleep pushing. Hashtag Prez. Well, Pete Carroll was asked about the interactions between Jamal Adams and members of the media, and this is what he had to say. Yeah, we've already addressed it uh, with him, and, uh, you know, I don't know if it was a great decision at the time. I'm not sure about the, the details of it, but I know that he realized that you know he needed to take it down what he put up, and so uh, we don't want to do we don't want to be part of that. Yeah, unfortunately, 
Jamal Adams decided to double down yesterday when talking to reporters when he said, quote, when others go low, I go lower. You can sit there and have regret, but I don't live that way in my life. It's always the athlete that crossed the line when he responds. But at the end of the day, disrespect is disrespect, however you want to take it. So I responded. I knew when I did hit that tweet, I wasn't in it to win it. At the end of the day, it was to get him to understand, quote, leave me the hell alone. So that from Jamal Adams and his cute little back and forth with members of the media. So. He didn't take down Mr. Potato Head, though. No, I'll tell you that. no that's still there. <laughs> this is – it seems like it's a fairly simple situation, but it's not. Because you can really see all the all perspectives of this. Like in this case, Jamal Adams looks like the bad guy because of his response. And obviously that was a necessary and it brought someone into the conversation that doesn't – it's not necessary, right? That being said, like, you got to look what starts all of it. Like, Connor Hughes, right? Is it his job to post stuff on Twitter to kind of clown a player? Like, is that ultimately his job? Does, does he get paid more for creating great content on his Twitter account or any other social media page for that matter? Mm. No. He, he chose to make that decision in a realm that really doesn't have anything to do with what he's ultimately who he's contracted by and what he's paid for. Now, people could take issue with that. They could say, well, you know, social media following helps create more clicks, more viewers, more attention, blah, blah, blah. Amplifies stuff, right? It still was unnecessary. So, you know, I don't know the backstory between these two, if there's personal vendetta. Adams like has said other. there is that they've had uh, a previous history. Sure, but I'm saying who knows the extent, yeah. right? Like, and we're, we're only hearing from his side of it. I'm just saying, like, Nowadays in social media, like people feel liberated to kind of say and do what they want and then not face the consequences of that. And this goes for both sides of this. Like for the the reporter to do something like that, that obviously he was motivated to because of maybe their their past relationship or, or past interactions, but it wasn't necessary. He chose to do that. So. Like you're you're gonna say something to someone like this is where like the world of and being an athlete in a stadium where everyone's talking trash to you and saying stuff, we're like guess what the fence is down now you're on a level playing field with them where they can punch back they can talk back, and you're not gonna like what happens, because the, like when people talk trash back and forth like one of the things I'd say is, like that locker room is a crazy place bro, and the stuff people say to one another is tough and that's why. People usually say what's, what happens in the locker room stays in the locker room because there are so many like vicious things that are said and that maybe happen that you don't it, it wouldn't make sense to the outside world. And and the problem is is you're now kind of in essence poking the bear or, or trying to poke a player who's in a locker room who that's what they know that's the world they live in. Like it's survival of the fittest. And so you're not going to like how a guy comes back. And look, not every professional athlete is going to handle themselves the same way. Some are going to be much more professional about it. Some ignore it. They'll, they'll act above it. But in this case, like you kind of open yourself up to that. And so I, I'm not trying to say like I'm on Jamal Adams' side in this case. I'm just saying like social media is an it's awful for our society. I, I don't know. Like, I know we try to make a big deal about it for people making money and digital marketing and all this stuff. It has probably done more harm to people's reputations and careers with people being fired and stuff that has been posted and you know, reasons why corporations have had to you know, reprimand people than actually helped people. 
I, that's just my view on it. Like, I, I really don't view it, and, and I'm on it in part because I've always been warned that you don't want people to be out there, like, speaking on your behalf. Now, with AI and everything else coming out, who knows what this world looks like in the next five to ten years. But I, I just think, like, this is – it's an easy out for people to go, oh, Jamal Adams is a bad guy for what he said. Well, why did the reporter provoke it in the first place then? Like, why did he feel it was necessary to do that? And in, in, in both cases, like, both guys are wrong. And I think you could see it that way and just say, yeah, m- maybe this is something that, like, we should just try to have a team policy on if you're the Seahawks and say, like, unless it's for, like, a business thing or something or you feel provoked to want to post about your family or something, like, just stay off social media because it's, it's never going to benefit you in season. It, it, it's just not. And on the flip side, if you're part of the media and all that, it's like, well, yeah, be, be careful, like, who you try to, like, say stuff about and come after because you're not going to – this isn't a corporate working environment. It's the NFL. It's a professional athlete. Like, it's different. Like, most people can't handle some of the stuff that's that's said in the locker room. I'll just leave it at that. I've, I just found it to be pure entertainment. Like, <laughs> Which that, just, and that's always been your stance on social media. Like, yeah. You like it. You, you find it entertaining. And you like to engage in that. It's pure entertainment because, in the end, those people – don't know what you're going through on a daily basis, what your life is like, and we don't know what they're going through and what their life is like. Same difference here with with this reporter and Jamal. They don't they don't know each other's lives, and and so you're shooting an insult, and the insult is it's 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 empty calories, if you ask me. So I don't I don't find myself getting too deep into it, like. I don't like I'll get like he took a personal shot like and and it's what I found is there are no rules in social media like you would think like even in the locker room is as malicious as guys can be um, with comebacks and with joning and and with with trash talk. Generally speaking, there are un, unwritten rules like leave wives and spouses out of the equations, leave leave parents out of the equation once you go there then now it's not it's not for fun we're not having s and giggles it's it, this is real and then now that means someone in the locker room needs needs to intervene in what's going on what's taking place in the locker room on social media that doesn't exist so there it, the, when there are no rules to to how you engage then it, it's interesting because when when someone of note plays by no rules, people get offended. They can't handle it. Like, how could Jamal Adams do that? Well, a million other people are doing the same exact thing. You should be bigger than that. You should that, be, right. Yeah. So now you want to start like like for instance, somebody came at me the other week and said Levar only defends James Franklin because he wants his son to go to Penn State. Oh, that was me, by the way. I apologize. And and I said and I say to him, I said, I don't need to do any selling or or ass kissing over my son. He he does fine all by himself. And by the way, he would knock your ass out. Right <laughs> now. Here's what's funny. I'm talking football. When I said he'd knock your ass out, I'm talking football. So the, the person writes back. Oh, that must be CTE. You're so violent. Just because I said something about you, you're saying now your son is going to to punch me out and and beat me up like da 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 like and and I left it at that. Like 
and it was it was it like to me it was just a like entertainment like i'm 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 saying what i'm saying you're you're commenting on the post it is what it is so for me i look at it like if i'm pete carroll i'm like that's a grown-ass man and what he does in his spare time is what he does in his spare time if anything that he does impacts what we do here in our facility then that's when i'll have a conversation with him because social media is if, if you're looking at social media you can you can go one or two comments down and there's somebody being a jerk like that's the bottom line it's almost like the criteria is to go on to this show or, or go on to, to to the social media sphere and let people know how miserable you are about your life because really that's all it is when you when you put your negativity on social media all you're doing is exposing that you're unhappy with yourself so for anybody to l- allow that to become more than what it is then you know that's on you that's your own personal choice that's how to me that's how i look at it because social media is not going anywhere you're not going to get players to not use it because they are going to use it people other people media other people their sources or whatever they're going to use social media everybody's going to use social media so if you decide to put your own credibility out there on the line and you want to impact it that way that's your choice that's your choice and if that hurts you in the job place that's your choice you know cuz some of these people the one thing that's different when an a pro athlete does it or when a a media person does it People know who you are, and they do sit there, Jonas, and say you should be better than that. And yeah. in reality, they should. They should. And that's a choice that you're making. And, but but there is no real – to me, there is no real – There, there is – unless you're, you're doing something that breaks the law or you're saying, like, I want to kill you or you should kill yourself or, like, whatever, da-da-da. If it doesn't go that far on social media, I could care less, man, honestly. Like, you could go – you could go – people go racist – on it, like you know, there there's people that that have have had racial, um, racially driven undertones and how they address me on on social media. I don't care. I, I really don't. I had a guy send me a message when I was doing uh, weekend overnights, and I don't know what I said that must have pissed him off. But he he went in on because the picture of my Twitter profile is of me and my mom, and you guys know how I feel about her. And he yep. went off and just called her every name in the book and i mean it was it was bad and i just wrote it i wrote him back i was like you're all right and he never i didn't hear from him and then the next day i get a message from him and he was like i'm so sorry i was drinking this and that so on and so forth. and my my whole thing was like hey i'm like hey man i don't take any of this stuff personal it's fine but if i were you i would delete that immediately because you wouldn't want an employer or somebody seeing a drunken moment in twitter and to go ahead and evaluate you as a person, as a whole, on that one moment. And he deleted it, and I never heard from the guy again. But there is this thing where once you have that screenshot or that snapshot of somebody, like, we don't know Jamal. I don't know Jamal Adams. He could be a, 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 good, a good dude. I have no idea. But now the reputation is, oh, well, he's going to pull up a picture of your wife and put that on social media if you if you snap at him about his play. Like it's it just, entertainment, though. It, you're it, not going to get it's you're weird, not going to get to know him any better. <laughs> it's just Whether weird. he pulls up a, a picture of your wife, an armadillo, a cow, a tortoise, 
you're not going to get to know who Sam Adams really is. So whatever Jamal. it is that you draw, Jamal. Yeah. So whatever conclusion you draw, you can draw it. It doesn't matter because it's not going to be accurate anyway. It just comes down to professional integrity. Do you want to be a person of integrity or not? That's all. Ultimately, that's what it comes down to by, for any of them. By the way, when you bring up Sam Adams, are you guys a cold snap or a winter fest? Oh, cold snap. Yeah. And that's directly correlated with a uh, some good memories from the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Oktoberfest. Gets I like. A lot of I, I was about to say, I like Oktoberfest. I, I do yeah. that. It's, we need to. We need to get a good. round of cold snaps with Lavar, so we can partake oh. in that. Yeah. Oh. Lavar, get after it. That old Ted's Montana. <laughs> God, I love that place. It's so good. We got to get the break, guys. We got AB. Yeah, that's a great on point. On, Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and Installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to tirerack.com/sports to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tirerack.com/sports. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that. But there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Right now, Albert Breer is in. He is a senior NFL reporter at the MMQB, also lead content strategist. You can get him on Twitter or X at Albert Breer. Albert, what's happening? 
I think I have my Bluetooth under control this week, guys. So, uh, hey, how, fingers crossed. No promises, but fingers crossed. <laughs> how'd the uh, hockey tournament go? Yeah, how'd he go? He was warmed up that time. He played. pretty good. We, uh, I think we won our first three games. The goal differential was like plus forty-five, and then we lost in the final. Oh, oh well, at least I made it to the final. Yeah. Plus forty-five. Good lessons. Good lessons for the kids. Uh, it was. Yeah, I mean, I, I for one reason or another, our. The grouping we got put in, we won. I think it was sixteen to two, and then like Good like God. fifteen to nothing, and yeah, it was. And so I think our kids might have gone into the uh, final with a little too much confidence, and uh, then the air came out of the balloon. I, you know, the, the final was actually the one game I wasn't at, so you know, maybe maybe it was missing my presence there. Now, what mm. position does your son play? He's a wing. Okay, mm. does he throw down at all? Like we dropped the gloves. He's a, he's, a, he's pretty physical. He's pretty physical, actually. Like they, uh, they're not checking yet at this level. Like the nine-year-olds don't check. I think it's the bantams. I'm still learning all this stuff because I didn't play hockey. But I think they don't start checking until they're twelve, thirteen years old. But hmm. I mean, he played football in the fall, so he's probably one of the more physical kids out there. Yeah, I'd say. Nice, nice. Um, all right, AB, we got to ask you this though, because um, I mean, it sounds like you know at least he's on a good hockey team. Uh, but it does appear like Aaron Rodgers is on a bad football team, and it's a mess. There's been the uh, the Tim Boyle to the Trevor Simeon, back to Zach Wilson, demoted to third string, but now he's the best. Like it just it feels like Robert Sala. I I don't know if he's making it up as he goes along, but who's calling the shots there? And could this be an indication that maybe he's on a hot seat that a lot of people didn't expect uh, when uh, when the move was made to bring in Aaron Rodgers? I think as long as Aaron Rodgers is there, the guys who are there are okay. I think, you know, where things could get a little dicier is if Aaron Rodgers were to announce on New Year's Day for some reason that that's it, he's done playing football, which I don't think is going to happen. Um, I do think the guys there are going to get another shot at this and another run at this and running it back with the same group of, 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 of coaches, a lot of the same players next year. But, yeah, I mean, there's no question this – um, there's a blood up, there's blood on a lot of people's hands right now, and you know I think it goes back again. And this is a decision that I thought was a sound one at the time um, to keep Zach Wilson as the backup. Um, you know I I think you know the way the way the way they looked at it was if we can bring him back and we can sit him for a couple of years and he can have the chance to reset and watch and learn behind Aaron Rodgers, you know we might get a different quarterback two years from now and then have the successor to Aaron Rodgers. The risk in in that plan is that you know, like, is, is what happened, which is Aaron Rodgers gets hurt almost right away, and now Zach Wilson actually has to play, and you know, I think that that was you know kind of the decision that they made, and and using that second quarterback spot as like almost a developmental position rather than a real spot on their roster, which is what they would have done if they had brought back, say, Mike White or someone like that that. You know, Cooper Rush, somebody who could go and play in a pinch for you and give you average quarterback play. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think if there's anything you question, it's not not so much like, you know, what the hell were you doing as the philosophy in, in making the decision that they made with a team that was so ready to win right now. So, I mean, who's ultimately going to be the one to blame? If this season goes the way we think it's going to go, you you have to look at how they handled Zach Wilson, which I I mean, look, I, I 
I differ on you in that. I never thought it made sense. It still doesn't make sense. This season has only proved that, and it's actually gotten worse. Well, um, you say that, though, because you're, you're not an advocate for sitting guys, right? Like you think I should, No, that's, it's actually right? the exact opposite. It, it has nothing to do with what I'm advocating for or what I believe in either way. I think every, every player's situation is different. If you have a quarterback like Zach Wilson, in my opinion, he needed to probably sit and watch and learn. I think the problem is with the way they handled him last year and bringing Aaron Rodgers in, it never made sense to sit there and say, we're going to sit him for two years, he's going to watch Rodgers. How does that make sense? Now, now he's to the point where he needs to go somewhere else with a fresh start to go play and be in a different environment. It, it, it's not a, it's not a you know, matter of should he sh- sit or should he not. It's a fit thing. It's a fit. You, you, it just, just it didn't make just sense of the timing of it all of it. It shouldn't have been in the same place. It shouldn't have been in the same place. Sure. But regardless of that, if this season goes the way it's going, I have a hard time believing like someone's not going to take the fall for it. Someone doesn't take the blame for it. So, like, the one guy that you would point to would be – because the defense has been fine, right? So, Ulbrich is – you know, I I think you'd be crazy to to fire Jeff Ulbrich after the way the defense has played for most of the year, right? And I think Salah's done a decent job managing this. So then you point the finger at Nathaniel Hackett, but, like, that's Roger's guy. And that's, like, sort of the tricky thing about it. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, so, like, if you're looking at this globally, right, um, the fall guy would either be the GM, Joe Douglas, who put the defense together, right, and who did make that decision at quarterback, but has put together a pretty talented roster, or it'd be Nathaniel Hackett. And if it's Nathaniel Hackett, that's Roger's guy. You know, like, so do you get rid of Roger's guy? I, I, like, I, on, on balance, I, what you're saying, Brady, makes all the sense in the world that somebody probably should take the fall for this, especially when those guys, that group has been together, you know, most of those guys have been together for three years now. Um, but the problem is, like, if you look at the, the different circumstances with the different people involved, it's like you're not going to point the finger at somebody on the defensive side of the ball. The guy on the offensive side of the ball is Roger's guy. And then, you know, you look at the front office, and it's like, well, the record's not very good, but the roster is. And so, like, that's where I think it gets a little difficult, and that's where I think it's like you look at it, like, just for each individual spot, and you say, man, they probably are going to run it back next year because all these individual circumstances kind of point you in that direction. Hmm. A.B., I, I want, we were just talking about what will happen with Jamal Adams and and the reporter on social media i'm curious like would you would you ever have you ever commented on on anyone's um any player's post or anything like that and have they responded back to you? have you ever had a back and forth like what what's your idea opinion on how media relations and player relations yeah. should play out on social um, you know, LeVar, I actually had one over the summer, and it was – I had done some reporting um, at the end of last year on, on this player on the Patriots, Jack Jones, mm-hmm. um, who, like, if you remember, he was suspended at the end of last year. And I had reported that it was because he was late to and missed some rehab sessions. And on top of that, like, when he was confronted about it, like, he and Bill Belichick had a back and forth. Like, after he was told that they were going to sit him down, that he'd talk back to Bill a little bit. And, um, you know, like that story was reprised when the gun thing happened over the summer. And so I told the whole story. I was like, all right, so here's all the different stuff that's happened with Jack Jones. And so he comes at me on social media 
really mad about like the stuff that I've reported. And of course I stood by what I was reporting because it was the truth, but I didn't feel like it would be good for anybody if I handled that in public. So I didn't go back and forth in public. And generally I think, you know, one thing I've learned about social media is these things are better handled, you know, in the background. And if I have to take the hit as a reporter, well, that's sort of part of what I signed up for, you know, like, do I want to defend myself? Yes, I want to defend myself. I want to defend my integrity, my reporting, all the rest of it. But, you know, generally I've found that those things don't lead to great places. And you're better off, you know, I think for the good of everybody, handling those situations offline. And everybody has different ways of handling it. But, you know, I think in general, like, if a player or a coach or someone wants to take things into the public forum, I'm at least going to try – to handle it privately out of respect for that person before I let anything get any more public. Albert Breer joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, senior NFL reporter and lead content strategist at the MMQB. You can get him on Twitter if you have any issues with what he just had to say. At Albert Breer is where you can find him. Um, (laughs) AB, who's your MVP right now? Because we were talking Tyreek Hill earlier in the week, and it feels like if there was going to be a year that a non-quarterback won, this may be it. Yeah, and I think, like, both Tyreek and A.J. Brown probably have cases. Um, you know, I – all right, so, like, I want you guys to answer this question, and this is pretty simple. Um, I had a, I did a poll, an MVP poll, an awards poll uh, midseason. I think I polled something like 40 or 50 executives with teams, and one of them voted for Tyreek for MVP. And he said to me – he's like, here's my logic. He's like, would you rather face the Dolphins without Tyreek or without Tua? How would you guys answer that? Without Tyreek, um, I don't know. It? I'd say I'd say without Tua because uh, do we know that someone can get Tyreek the football? I mean, right, I, but like Brady, even the even the fact I mean, you could try to convince me, Albert. I'm, I'm just I'm giving you my opinion. Like you can have a dynamic wide receiver, but if you don't have a backup that can get him the football, yeah. it really doesn't matter. But Brady, like even that, it's a question. With all a, with things given. You know what I mean? Like all even, things given. Even, I, even, I, I'm more afraid of Tyreek. Like, I, like I actually think you could make a better case for that for uh, for Christian McCaffrey or, or a running back because you don't have to have a quarterback yeah. that's that effective yeah. throwing the football. He just has to be able to hand it off. So I would actually make right, that argument right. for CMC. I think that's McCaffrey's case too. So so yes, the answer I think is that those guys. Um, that I, I think that they're are three players, and I, I should have mentioned McCaffrey. The, the knock on McCaffrey would be the other guys around him, you know, like that they also have Debo and they also have Ayuk and they also have Kittle, and, like, they're really good across the board. Well, anyway, like, like I, don't have I think too, that there is a – yeah, that's true. And, and, and so that, I, think there's a, I think there's a legitimate case for these guys, for, for, for three non-quarterbacks, the three guys we just talked about. If we are talking about the quarterbacks, the two guys I think that I, I, I would – at least make a case for right now would be Dak Prescott in Dallas, so I think he's playing his best football. And I don't think the skill talent around him outside of CeeDee Lamb is that great. And I think he's playing out of his mind good. Um, and he's a big reason why they've got a chance to challenge the Eagles to, to win the NFC East. And then the other one would be Lamar Jackson, who, you know, for some reason, outside the league, he's not getting, I think, the the credit he deserves, the credit that he got, the attention that he got back in 2019. But when I ran that poll in midseason of all these executives, he was the overwhelming winner 
of the MVP award. And, you know, most of the guys came back to me and said he's so much more of a threat with his arm now with Todd Munkin as his offensive coordinator. And, um, you know, and, and, and you see the Ravens and you look at them. I think they've got the two best wins of the season, too, with the ways that they, with the way they were able to dominate Detroit and Seattle. Like, I think that those two games are as well as any team's played all year long. And a big part of it is because of what Lamar's doing out there for them. So I would say, you know, those five would be in my group. Would be Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, um, Christian McCaffrey, A.J. Brown and Tyreek Hill. And gun to my head, I think right now I'd probably take no, Dak. But I think no it's Stroud? I'm in Lamar. No C.J. Stroud. Ah, man. I like that. Yeah, yeah, why are you such an Ohio State hater, Albert? Jesus. I know, I know, I know. I'm objective. I'm objective. You guys know that. Um, <laughs> I, I'm objectively saying you should be up above your guys, your picks. You think he should be above Dak and Lamar? Yeah. I mean, I'll put it this way: wow. he's been he's been he's been throwing to Tank Dell, who's a rookie, and he's elevated the level of everyone else out around him. He leads the league in yards. I mean, could you make the case that any one player has elevated their team more than CJ Stroud? You know what's funny? Are we bi- that that brings up an interesting discussion? Then Brady, are we biased against rookies? Right? Yes. Like, are we Pro- probably? About, you know, <laughs> yes. I've made that discussion point. Yes. But I'm saying, if you take the if you take is like the fact that he's a rookie out of it, right? Either way, what does that sound? If you want to call me a beat. If you take the fact that he's a rookie out of it, and you explain the, the who the, the skill players are, Nico Collins, Tank Dell, Dalton Schultz, right? Um, they got good back and pierce. The line's been really – they got good players in the line, but they've been really banged up up front over the course of the year, uh, yeah, you could definitely make a case. Now, I'd still take da- I'd still say Dak or Lamar over him, but I, I mean, if they make the playoffs, like I, I, I certainly think there's a case to be made for C.J. Stroud, and obviously he's the runaway offensive rookie of the year. What if they win the division? Because that now looks like it's in their sights. It's in play, yeah. I mean, especially with Trevor Lawrence banged up. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think – all of that is all that's on the table for CJ. If they win the division, if they're able to beat out the Jag, and that division is better than we than anybody thought it would be, right? The Colts. I mean, the Colts are right there too with Gardner Minshew in there, Anthony Richardson out. You know, I think Shane Steichen's got a great case for Coach of the Year. Um, but yeah, I mean, if the if the Texans are able to win that division, I mean, D'Amico could be Coach of the Year, and CJ is automatic. I mean, already automatic Offensive Rookie of the Year, but maybe an MVP candidate too. Get him on Twitter at Albert Breer. He's a senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. Also lead content strategist there as well, too. Albert, we appreciate it, man. We'll do it again next week. Thanks, Big Al. Did I give you guys another drop there, too? Like with the da-da-da-da-da, whatever that's yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was, it was pretty yeah, good. Nothing. A little freestyle. Never hurt anybody. I'm certain yeah. Sam caught it, though. Yeah. There you go. I hope okay. he it. Okay. Not as good as last week. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> that's the best. That's still the GOAT. <laughs> Oh, oh man! Okay. Uh, All right. We'll try, to, we'll try to raise the bar next week. How about that, guys? We'll do it. We'll make it. <laughs> Thank happen. Thank you, Breer family. Oh oh oh! O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
Sports. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.